0: You're, you're listening to Irish Radio Candles Home and Abroad and it's amazing when you come to Ireland um, the warm 100,000 welcomes you never know where you're going to trip across it and I was having to be walking along, Stephen Green and there were two guys looking at me and I was looking at them and they're trying to figure what's he doing here and I'm trying to figure who the hell are they um, and it was Anthony O'Gara and Steve Cronley of the Rose think, you like
1: the menu?
0: Um so uh, being being here from um, out of context um, it's very difficult in an instant to kind of who's that but anyway so we were equally surprised <laughs> Anthony brilliant to, to bump into you so, like, in such a surprise way um.
1: oh, lovely coincidence, Austin. I mean it's amazing it's the first time I've been out of Kerry for I oh, suppose a year and a half or something and in Dublin, and suddenly this guy from Canada is yeah. standing, standing looking at me.
0: Yeah, yeah. and likewise, kind of because we have been here and under the five uh, kilometre zone for a period as well, and it was our first break up here. But you say it's the first time out uh, of Kerry. I know that you had to make decisions in a hurry in 2020, and at that point in time, a lot of arrangements would have been in place because the week in August doesn't just start in July it starts a year ahead
1: it does uh, you see we're, we're, we, we're, we run the operation year round because of the fact that obviously we have 70 centres internationally and in Ireland and we have roses and escorts and centres who are active all over the place and we're uh, dealing with you know all, all of the day to day stuff that you need in order to prepare for the festival and and talking to our partners and getting ready for the next one. So we had all sorts of plans in place. We were working from September 19 until March 20. Yeah. Uh, And we were doing a lot of planning and a lot of thinking and and trying to get ready for the next uh, festival and make sure it was, you know, bigger and better, the usual stuff. When suddenly everything, you know, just ground to a halt. The whole world, you know, the mad mad panic of mankind was brought to a very, very sudden halt. And... um, you know, we took a we, we took a, a, a bit of a whack financially and everything because we had been seven months in, and our our, our you know, income wouldn't normally start until April May. Right. Uh, but we had to take that on the nose, and I suppose you know you ha- you always have to put everything in context. It was it was um, you know a, a stressful time for us all involved, but at the same time, relative to what was happening around the world, we had to recognise that there were more important issues at stake. And, uh, you know, protecting community. And protecting family was number one issue for everyone at that time.
0: And unlike a lot of other events there's no way that anything like the Rose Tralee can be virtual. Like I know from around the world for people watching it on television one could argue that's virtual. But it's virtu- it's, it's a virtual transmission of a real live event.
1: It, it is. And you know as I was explaining to someone as best I could there one time you can't sort of have a festival. No. Or you can't have a half-hearted festival. No. The whole point of festivity is that people can can let go and and they can, you know, exit from their day to day constraints a little bit and go into festive mode. And, you know, there's a big onus on us when people send ambassadors or roses from different parts of the world they embark on a life-changing experience. They really do, and the big part of it is meeting each other and having the fun. And been ten days together, and they start out, on there are three days wandering around the country together as a group and get to know each other very well. But the excitement level and the you know the excitement pitch that comes with the build-up to the festival um, means that they have to be out and about. They're meeting people. People are delighted to be meeting them, whether they're older people or kids or whatever. Uh, and they're celebrities for that uh, week or ten days. But all of that builds up and their family are I coming and, their, right, and their, you know their centers are getting yeah. over and their connections are coming, and it builds up to, to a bit of a frenzy and that's what makes the of police special. It's what makes the TV program work because it's, it's not um, you know it's, 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 it's real people from real communities just having a bit of fun together and celebrating Irishness and all the good stuff that we have done in the world well.
0: and you know Anthony I've said this to you before but I think you know the perception of the rose in Ireland is very different than the perception of the rose internationally and from an international perspective what the rose means and how powerful it is as something that celebrates Irishness is often, I think, undervalued yeah. within the island of Ireland.
1: I, I, I think it is. I, w- I was prepared for something to try and explain what the role is all about, or something there recently I was just putting a few words on I was saying that you know we've had the privilege for generations past, uh, long before the somewhat clinical word diaspora was brought into the lexicon um, to celebrate through the roads of Irishness and to celebrate you know our history our culture the positive contribution that people have made um, as they wandered around the world and that they continue to make and that's a great privilege and it creates great goodwill when you bring people together under that flag, because um, everybody can relate to it, whether they're Irish people living in Ireland or they're Irish people abroad. Um, Some of them have been, you know, part of communities uh, that have been part of of the States or part of Canada or Australia or whatever for for many, many generations and others are new communities like in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or something like that but they're all the same in the sense that they like to get together and they like to have a bit of fun and um, the rose at Raleigh I think has been very honourable over the years in the sense that we didn't try to take something back we just recognised that we were in a privileged place it was wonderful to be able to bring those people and you know eventually to Raleigh and to Kerry and to celebrate with them and it's something that's missed very heavily now in Raleigh and um, you know when we kick it back again to March 2020 um, we had no idea what was coming down the track. We thought, you know, this was a sort of a temporary stop. Where, you know, that we'd have to go into the bunker for a while or whatever. And the amazing thing is that 15, 16 months later, we're still not sure, you know, know, whether we will be able to come out and play next year, pretty likely that we will, but impossible to say for sure. And we've all been sidetracked and sidelined, and everybody involved in the festival, including all the entertainers and the people who do the infrastructure, um, we've just been left in obeisance, because that's the way of the world for the last 16 months, um, Myself and Una have had a privileged time in a different way, in the sense that we haven't been involved in the madness in the sense of, of, of um, all the preparations for the festival. And I think people, in some respects, have have you know felt that
0: they were able to take time out that
1: wouldn't have happened otherwise yeah. for them in, in, in their life and we've all we've been given time to think and we reappraise what we're at and why we're at it and I think that's been a good thing in, in some respects from the economic point of view and everything else we're all a bit worried about what's coming down the track but no, yeah. it hasn't all been bad it hasn't all been
0: bad you know you, you said there you know you're trying to define what the rose is and that's one of the biggest challenges we're all confronted with because it's very easy to define what it's not Yes, and I know the challenge has always been how do you define what it is? Because you're trying to remove from people's psyche their preconceived notions and the preconceived notions are very definitely what it's not.
1: That's right, that's right, that's right. And it's an, I was in Dublin yesterday on business of a sort to do with the festival, so we're trying to get some interest in, in, in relation to maybe what's going to be happening next year and we were talking to a man who worked at senior level uh, in the Irish media for years Dublin based and even though they were partners of ours he had never come down and it wasn't really his Gig and he just yeah. wasn't into it, was his view? Yeah. And Steve Cronley, who you met with me yesterday, persuaded him and he said, Look, at, you can't be involved with the Rosa of and not at least come down and see what you make of it. And he would be the sort of a man I would describe as a Dublin Four person. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, a different, different mindset perhaps to maybe people in Trolley and in, in different parts of the country, but a sound guy. But he did come down, sort of against his best judgment, and the man went away. And this happened so often. But the country. Completely different view yeah. of the Rose of Tralee and of of everything we do. Yes. He was excited by it, and yes. and he, he suddenly had an apostle out there who was sort of preaching.
0: <laughs> you have to go down to Tralee. The, the, the road to Damascus. Yeah. The, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And,
1: and people who come to Tralee every year with the roses yeah. that are chosen by communities who haven't been involved before, it's a major surprise for them all. that It's such an incredible you know festival of Irishness and fun, and and that you know the the, the reception and they get in Kerry and and the whole sort of impact of the event is quite incredible you
0: know I have met people in Tralee who that is their annual vacation they're Irish people absolutely and it has been their annual vacation since and these would be people who are celebrating their 25th, 30th 35th, 40th wedding anniversary or whatever and it was that they met in Tralee 25, 30 35, 40 years ago and that's where they go every year and that is on the calendar that's their annual vacation
1: yeah, uh, and, and there's there's so many examples of that both Irish people and international people yeah. now we have people um, and Irish people sometimes don't get this you know in, in North America your holiday might not be as as, as generous as it is in Ireland from yes point of view, but yet people take that time out every year uh, because they've got the book and they come over and you know they reacquaint themselves with their buddies from around the world that they've got to know and Irish people that they've got to know and you know it's evolved it's evolved with life Yes, it's as fresh every year as the generation that are now the roles and escorts uh, who are having great fun together because they bring their particular take on the world and you're looking at them and thinking, decide, you know, what's going to be happening in Ireland and, and around Irish communities around the world in the next 20, 30, 40 years. Right. But they bring that sort of freshness to it every year and it's, it's a lovely thing to to experience.
0: So you mentioned you are up here um, on business, so you obviously have to be working to, um, towards the future and without having any definite um, one of the things I will, I have a bugbear and it's with the Irish media and that is that when they get someone like you um, uh, the first question is when, and I hate it because none of us know when. No. And that's the so we're all dealing with not knowing, but at the same time, putting building blocks. I won't say plans in place. I would say putting building blocks in place is so critical
1: it is and you know we have the privilege of time on our side now in a way that we haven't had in the past and we're doing a lot of deep thinking and you know we recognize that as I said we, we're in a privileged place where we're operating this festival um, but we don't always do all the aspects of it the justice that we should and sometimes we lean too heavily on our centres or we lean too heavily on the roads and escorts for our participants and um, we need to re-examine how, how the whole festival is structured and supported right. and that's something that we're trying to important and that's why I'm, in I'm partly on business Una my wife is with me and She's, she's having a look around the stores today and we're having that bit of fun together you know which is a nice thing to be able to do um, when Dublin is so extraordinarily quiet but as for planning we are doing a lot of planning and um, it's you know we had hopes that we'd be able to, to, to get on with another festival this year maybe even if it had to get put back to October or something which would have been difficult but we had hoped for that but anyway that, that wasn't to be and uh, you know the time time and sand, sands uh, ran out on us or the sands of time ran out on us but uh, we're excited about next year you know and there's a challenge there for us and we have to harness all that goodwill and, and try and be truer to the people that have been supportive of this festival and the people who still value it. and I think it's our you know mission now has to be to maybe to, to do a little bit of um, of talking out there to, in the world to people who don't know the road three yeah. and persuade them that it's something worth coming to see and I think for once they've, they've come and experienced it you know they'll go away different people that's, that's
0: and it's like the um, Tourism Ireland campaign at the moment Let, let's get back to Ireland um, and and um, uh, the the um, uh, the fill your heart with Ireland and very much campaigns that are appropriate, but also um, the the thought comes through my head was that from an international perspective that there, when the centres start to reim and it's reimagine. Uh, it's it's going to present a wonderful challenge but what I did want to draw attention in a way was, like, we're here on the streets of Dublin and I've noticed since I left and I've now gone over 30 years this is a very different city and this is a very different country and it's wonderful it's a multicultural country and you mentioned earlier on how the Rose has been evolving with change in Ireland and change is still happening I know it has presented you with controversy at times and how you've handled that and dealt with that I must say has been a credit to the organisation
1: Thank you. I mean, as I said, you know, we, we celebrate through the, the prism of, of, of the generation that the Rose of the best courts score in their 20s typically represent, and we are what they are, you know, yes. and we, if, if we're not representative of their world, well, then there isn't any point. Um, so, you know, everything changes over time. You know, the roles of has been going since 1959, uh, that was a very different world, as you, as yes. you know and as I know and uh, we were brought up in a completely different Ireland to the Ireland that exists nowadays and even though we might miss you know some of the good old stuff generally speaking Ireland has changed very much for the better and has become a very progressive country with well-educated people, I think, you know, the balance of uh, who, who's controlling your mind or your space has changed for the good. Yeah. And, you know, that was a natural thing that just evolved over time, as it has in other countries in different ways. So, the festival will always represent uh, the people that we're celebrating, and they are people between 18 and 28 years of age at the at the moment. Um, well, there's always a little bit of, uh, uh, I'd call it soft controversy about should we do this or should we do that. We're very open-minded to, to, to what we can do but at the same time we don't want to spoil the essence uh, of, of what it is we are we, we celebrate exceptional young women and we want to continue doing that and we, we, we connect and we celebrate the global Irish community and as I said that's a great privilege and that's a formula that we don't want to mess with
0: and I know the four centres in Canada it's been a great honour to be involved with the Ottawa Centre and to be associated with the, the other three um, and to be able to come to truly over the years and I hope in the future um, that I'm able to get back over and the travel does open up and the two guys are able to bring the, the wonderful festival globally as you have in the past and um, Anthony I want to thank you for taking the time it's been great linking up and having chance it's been a chance it a pleasure
1: yeah, and, and, and great fun to meet with you and, uh, and like all the best parties are not planned to say you know and yes. meet you in, in this happen chance in Dublin Yeah, um, it's just been lovely <laughs> um, our very best regards to everybody involved in the roles in Canada um, both present and past it's, it's great to have a man like you here because I know you work um in a very nice way for the Irish community there and keep your connection strong with and. So it's a great privilege to be able to have the chat this morning. Unexpected but all the sweeter for us.
0: Thanks for meeting that.